0: What's going on guys, it's your favorite or least favorite lover of TV and film, especially ones that have to do with psychopathic killers who are now living under an alias. It's your boy Eddie Nightman, welcome back to Nerdy Before It Was Cool. So getting right into Dexter's New Blood, it is an exclusive on Showtime, which is a continuation of the hit TV series, Dexter. Listed as one of the greatest TV shows of all times, listed by many different types of publication, and rightfully so. I think the first four seasons of that show were ridiculously good, and although the last few seasons of it were not as consistent, there was some really good gems in the later season as well. But me, just like a lot of fans of the show, were very disappointed with the anticlimactic ending. After all that crazy stuff that's happening, Debbie, his sister, finally finding out the psychopath that he really is and helping him out, covering for him his sister, Don all kind of different crazy stuff like they did really good at ending the season with a lot of chaos so after all that we just see Dexter just swim away and end up in some random land as like a lumberjack so basically that's where this series kicks off just kind of showing where he's been what he's been up to where he's been living he's going by a different name now he is Jim And for the first two thirds of the episode, they do a really good job of basically nailing the point home that he has changed. He is not the same Dexter that we know. We see the opening scene. It opens up very silent and quiet and there's no dialogue really at all. He's in the forest running through the woods hunting and obviously knowing what we know, we think he's hunting a human, but we see he is hunting a deer a white deer, which shows a lot of significance later on in the episode, which I'll get to, but he's hunting this deer and he's chasing after it and he has the shot and he doesn't take it. So it's like, man, like what's going on? Like something's different here. He won't even kill this deer after we've seen him murder all these people. So It definitely sparked my interest, but I I will not lie, I was a little bit worried when I first saw this. It started off very odd. And if you've read the credits or seen any of the casting, then you know his sister from the original series is in the show. I was wondering how they were going to make this happen. I was going to think maybe they were going super off the wall and were going to say that she actually survived and went with them. And that's kind of how they played it off as when they viewed her in the show, when they showed her first in the show when Dexter goes back to his house. But basically all it is is just a mirage. She's just all in his head. And basically she pops up throughout the episode multiple times. And it seems like she only pops up when he is thinking of doing a kill, thinking of committing a kill. So she's basically been like his moral compass this whole time. But after that long awkward scene, it picks up the pace and we go into town and we see Dexter, aka Jim, going into town. And we see his interactions with a lot of different people and it's really interesting seeing all of his interactions with people because we know what we know we know he's a killer but he's interacting with kids he's interacting with people around the town and he just seems like the most nice normal guy of all time and it's like man this dude has really made a life here like he's been here 10 years and it really shows they really drive that home without basically beating you over the head saying it out loud over and over and over again which is nothing too different. Dexter was a charmer in the original series as well. But one thing that I've noticed, he seems a little bit less socially awkward than he used to in the original series. He doesn't seem like he needs to try as hard to fit in in this smaller town setting. But Dexter, aka Jim, just seems to be living a really normal, peaceful life. But the directors and writers did an amazing job at basically putting him in these situations that we as the viewer know that the previous Dexter, the Dexter in the original series, will be going into a monologue, getting ready to prepare a kill in this situation. That's honestly my favorite dynamic of this first episode. Honestly, it was just so much tension when we finally got the episode going because of what we know. We know who Dexter is, we know all the things that Dexter has done, and we know that the thoughts that he's thinking, even though in the first two thirds of the episode, we don't get any monologues from Dexter, which makes it really cathartic when we get it at the end. But I'll get into that later. Speaking of tension, the scene where he gets pulled over by the police officer early in the episode is definitely the first really big tense moment of the episode for me personally because knowing what we know knowing who Dexter is we're thinking like this is the moment where Dexter from the old series is gonna come back he has these knives in his car that he's packed up we don't know what he's going to do at this point the officer sees the knives and tells him to step out of the car and we're like okay this is it This is it. But then we divert the expectations by seeing that the cop knows him and that they're actually dating. Which side note, I think it's a little bit weird that he's dating a cop after his sister was a cop and that the cop literally resembles his sister. Like she really does resemble his sister a lot. I thought that was kind of odd, but I guess they're kind of just playing more into that you know, storyline where Debbie was kind of in love with him. But yeah, that cop scene isn't the only one where they built suspense. They did a really good job building suspense at pretty much every chance they got. And there's a moment in the episode where he comes across a butcher, butchering a pig, and he sees the blood on the floor, and he just kind of stops and halts. And once again, we're like, okay, this is it. This is going to wake him up. But expectations are subverted again. And they just kept doing that over and over and over. And I really just couldn't take my eyes off of the screen. It was just so much suspense. And that's an aspect of the show that I'm really loving so far. And that makes me have to get into Michael C. Hall, man. This performance is unbelievable how he's able to just display his discomfort and uncomfortability in certain situations is just really unreal, man. They really did a good job as writers putting him in uncomfortable situations. Like even though we know he's been doing good for all these years, like as a viewer, Michael C. Hall just displays this performance that basically just says, this dude is a ticking time bomb and it's really amazing to watch. And this is really displayed in pretty much every interaction he has with the character of Caldwell. this really rich, snobby kid who's been into some shady stuff and just kind of gets whatever he wants, does whatever he wants around the town and everybody in the town loves him. His dad's really, really rich. And even though we don't get any monologue, at this point we can just see Dexter's frustration with this guy he does a really good job with his physical performance of showing his facial expressions and his body language that just we know what he's thinking even though we're just really itching for that monologue that we don't get yet and I like how there's a lot of different running themes throughout this episode like one there's somebody who keeps watching him and we can't tell if it's an hallucination like Debbie or if it's somebody that's real and what I read that as I know art is interpretive what I saw that as is his past coming back to haunt him I thought he was paranoid know about his past in miami and he was basically just seeing manifestations of that and i think it was that because that hallucination ended up not being a hallucination at all it was actually his son harrison yep harrison is all grown up that was a crazy twist and by this point i'm i'm glued to the screen Harrison confronts him and says, aren't you Dexter Morgan? Basically, I'm looking for my dad. Aren't you Dexter Morgan? You look just like him. And he's like, nope, I'm not Dexter Morgan. My name is Jim, man. I'm sorry, you got the wrong guy. Basically, because he's feeling insecure about being a good dad. And he doesn't want his son to know all the things he did. And he doesn't want to think that he's going to corrupt his son. So obviously, Debbie being his moral compass pops up and is like, no. You can't do this. Tell him you're not who he thinks you are and send him on his way. And he does just that. The next running theme throughout this episode is him not being able to shoot this white deer. It happens multiple times. And I just kept asking and writing in my notes, like, why? Like, what is the significance of this? Is he afraid that it might set something off in him? Is this a representation of his innocence or his sanity that he's trying to chase down? What does this mean? Like, it was a complete running theme throughout the episode. I couldn't understand it. But at the end, we find out that the deer is real. He chases it down. And this time, the deer lets him pet him. He walks up to him, touches the deer, and it's like, okay, this deer is real, so it's not just a manifestation. And of course, out of nowhere, we hear a loud bang, and then boom, Caldwell kills this deer. Dexter is stuck frozen. This deer who he has been watching and chasing down for years, Is now dead. And with that deer dying, so did the charade of Jim. Caldwell shooting the deer while it being so close to him, almost killing him, just sets Dexter off. So Dexter snaps and decks this dude in the face with the butt of his gun, which is super cathartic because he did this earlier, but it was just a daydream. And then we get that extremely cathartic moment of him dragging him to what we see is a new kill shelter. Makes it even more cathartic that this dude is pretty much an asshole and was an asshole up until his death. This moment was so. Big because dexter is finally accepting who he really is this charade that he's been putting on this vegan lifestyle staying away from violence staying away from problems and issues is over but even though he does set this guy up into a kill shelter we do see a little bit different side of dexter after he makes him admit the bad things that he did he does hear this guy out so there's a different dynamic to dexter and he is very hesitant to go back to this lifestyle but after hearing the guy's lame excuse of why he did the things that he did he had to kill him And with the last realization that he couldn't hide who he was and with a plunge through the heart of an arrogant rich kid, the dark passenger is back. We get the monologue that we have been waiting for the entire episode. And man, I don't know about y'all if y'all were watching, but it was a crazy rush. It went through, man. It was like, man, this dude is back. And then the freaking original theme song came humming in, and brah. And the episode ends with him tracking Harrison down at the bus stop and basically just coming clean and telling him that he is Dexter. And they go back to his cabin, man. And we kind of see blood on the snow, just kind of letting us know that Dexter has been out of commission for a very long time. He's now become a little bit sloppy, and that's going to send us into the mess of episode two. This kid was a very rich kid kid that he killed and his dad is very powerful and with a cop being his girlfriend I can only imagine where this is gonna go in the end man but uh yeah that this episode was just well done as far as a reboot or a continuation of a story that was 10 years ago i don't know how you could do this much better man definitely they could drop the ball in later episodes but as of now man i am glued to my tv and ready for episode two and honestly this was genius marketing from showtime dropping this just about a month after netflix is you but that's gonna be my recap and review of dexter new blood episode one what did you think about it let me know down in the comments that's youtube nerdy before it was cool let me know on instagram nerdy before it was cool. And also Twitter nerdy before it was cool. That's nerdy before as in the letter B in the number four. I'm Eddie Knight. I'm out.